Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find Your Favorite Blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So, we've been joined tonight by our esteemed CEO. He's pretty cute, but he won't howl for us. Mostly no. I have to burst everybody's eardrums to get him he's, to howl. He's also kind of in a mood, but I'll say Operation Save the Yog of Dogs seems to have worked. He's a happy boy today. He's much happier than he's been in a long time. And I like it. I don't like it when he's so anxious. I feel bad for him when he's so anxious. He annoys me when he licks the bed. Yeah. And when he licks and that's an everything. Anxious, and that's an anxious behavior. But I love that dog. I think he had forgotten we loved him. Yeah, I love that dog. And I want to show him that I love that dog. And that's why he's in here tonight by himself. The Miss Breathe Dogs is... Elsewhere? Locked out. Harassing people? Locked out of the studio. She's probably chewing a toy right outside of the studio. So, since we're kind of talking about members of the team, I thought I'd bring up that not that long ago, I was ready to walk away from this podcast completely. I was so frustrated with everything, and I told you, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Remember that? Uh Uh-huh. And what I want to tell people is I told this woman here what my concerns were and why I felt like it was a waste of time to continue to do this. And she told me, well, I like doing it. And I was like, well, you don't really sound like you like doing it. You know, a lot of times I feel like I'm dragging you along, kicking and screaming. And she explained her side of it, you know, and I listened to her. And while at the time I didn't 100% buy what she was saying, it was legit. It was coming out of her mouth. I just didn't agree that that was the case. But I will tell you. Since y'all couldn't see it, I did just roll my eyes at him. Since then, (laughs) she has stepped it up. She talks a lot more during these episodes. She expresses her own opinions. And I'm going to tell you that of late, the majority of topics, with the exception of tonight's, were chosen by her <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. Even if I think of an idea, she says, well, why don't we do? And then she modifies it a little bit. So she's really stepped it up. And that is something that I truly appreciate. Because for me, I would do this. If nobody was listening. Because you like it? I enjoy it and it's cathartic for me. I get to get... It's a rant. I get to get things off my chest. And remember. Remember. We used to, How did this podcast come about? Because we used to do this very thing sitting on the couch. And I was like, you know, these would be good if we recorded them. They'd be funny. I think we do them more often now, though. Like, our on-the-couch conversations were about once a week. Yeah. But they were a lot longer than this. Yeah. Obviously, nobody wants to hear us babble for like three and a half hours. Yeah, we're not Joe Rogan, so. Does Joe I don't Rogan know. babble I the Joe for Rogan. three and a half hours? He goes on for like 90 minutes. 
Jeez. Sometimes two hours. And I watch the damn videos or I listen to a show, whichever I decide at the time. And I say to myself, all right, somehow he gets through without making you go, oh, my God, is he going to shut up? He, he gets through. He's interesting. He has a new topic and another new topic. He doesn't beat a topic to death. You know what I mean? I'm trying to learn to be more like Joe Rogan in that respect. So I don't entirely know how you talk about one topic for 90 minutes and not beat it to death. So I don't talk about just one topic, though. He'll talk about how Joe Biden called soldiers over in Afghanistan's stupid bastards. He did. You're kidding, right? Nope. It's on video. It's on video. And his campaign has confirmed it, that it's legit. But he says it was a joke. He meant it in jest. Of course, not you know, something you joke course, about. You know, of course, you know, if Trump did that and said he was joking, they would be having a cow. So once again, it just shows the two parties, both of them, their hypocrisy. There are things that are not appropriate well, for the leader of a country to joke about, and that is one of them. Yeah, let's not go there, though, because I don't want to really talk, get into politics. I want this to be about what an awesome job you've done. You know, like... Like, okay. I would be a much better president than Joe Biden. You're exactly you right. We've had conversations <laughs> that sometimes they get me really excited. And then for whatever reason, for whatever was going on with you at the time, it wouldn't exactly happen the way it was promised. And I'd be like, wah, wah, wah. But that really wasn't the problem because I had been – any response is better than like, I don't see that as a problem or whatever, you know. And it would always feel like I wasn't getting a response until one day I realized something just because in my mind, in my brain, and this was a big realization for me, by the way, just because in my brain, things are very compartmentalized. So like if we're examining, should we buy this house that's Ooh, over house. here? Should we buy this one? If we find a negative about it, and it might not be a deal breaker yet, but it's a negative, And suddenly we find another house. I'll put a division there and I'll think about the new house and be more focused on the new house. And I've basically made my decision. I've basically made my decision about the first house. F you, you're out of here. I don't want to hear from you. And then if something happens to the second house, I move on to the third one, et cetera. You are different from me. You could still be thinking about the first house and not having made up your mind and then realize that the second house could be an option so you're going to continue to think about first house, but now you're going to examine second house. And then when you find something bad about second house, you go, okay, well, is it worse than first house or still better than first house? Because if it's still better than first house, it needs to stick around. Oh, yeah, it's still better than first house. It sticks around. Then the third house comes along. You, now you're thinking about it. You've got all the balls going in the air at one time. I don't do that. I compartmentalize. Boom. Because house you have number man one, brain. You're over here. House number two, you're over here. Well, but here's the thing. It was frustrating me brain. because it was frustrating me because I was thinking – that I was not getting answers from you. But the actual point was you hadn't come to a conclusion yet. <laughs> it's just like when we decided to go where to go with Vegas or Denver or um, Flagstaff. We didn't come home after the last one and immediately put in numbers and go, okay, it's been chosen. We waited until we were both ready to have the vote. Because we both needed to contemplate and think about what we saw and all that. That's a good thing. That's a good trait. But unfortunately, in this situation, I've gone to the compartmentalizing thing. And I was like, how come she hasn't answered me? I don't understand why she doesn't answer me. She doesn't really want to do this. She doesn't really want to do this podcast. So she would have given me an answer, yes or no. How, if you really want to do it, how hard is it to say yes? So then you realized when I pushed you and said, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. 
you realized, well, I better let him know kind of what direction I'm going here, like what I'm thinking. And you're like, I like doing this. I want to do this. What do I need? And then you asked me, what do I need to do to show you that I want to do this? And I told you, you know, try to pick the topics once in a while and talk more. And you have done both things better than I would have ever expected, period, the end. And one of the things I like about it is you're not afraid to take charge of the episode. And that's so nice to be able to let you do that and not have to feel like, oh, I have to be in charge. Because then people think that, oh, well, the reason Mike always goes first is because he has to be in charge. No, the reason was that when we first started the podcast, you didn't really want to talk. So we didn't want to start the podcast with silence. And that would be normal. That's not a, that's not a criticism. You didn't want to talk. So why would you open up going, hey, what's going on? Does make sense, right? Yeah. So it does. We, so what we do is we work together on stuff like that. That's what I'm trying to say. Like we like, came up with an intro where you would say something kind of stupid and then I would say something sarcastic and stupid back and then everything would be slightly more comfortable. Yes, I 100% agree with you. And we we warmed you into the situation. But even then there was a lot of times where I would do like 98% of the talking and you'd do 2% of the talking. Sometimes when you get in a mood, it's hard to get a word in edgewise. But what's weird is when I have a solo show of any topic, I cannot muster up the personality and like anger and emotions that I can when I have you around. Maybe and my even, face just pisses you off. <laughs> even this show on the topics. No, I think it's that I trust you. I trust you that if I say something that maybe I shouldn't say, you'll reel me in. You're not going to leave me out there, hang out there to dry. But when I'm by myself, I don't can. trust myself not yeah. to say the wrong thing. Also, are you aware that your hair is purple? Like, yeah. Did you know this about yeah, yourself? Yeah, you should go watch my vlog. Um, it was vlog number 17. Um, you know, Look up MJM vlogs and you'll find me, Michael Mahoney, on YouTube. It's it's cool. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's all about learning how to edit the videos, and I'm trying. That's what the vlogs are about. But I'm learning about crafting a story. Like this one video, number seventeen. I kind of tried to craft a story and guide you quickly through the process of me coloring my hair. I didn't belabor it with a lot of long clips from the thing. I even took word speaking parts. And cut whole sections out of it that were repetitive or slightly repetitive or maybe overemphasis of yeah, in, truth. In reality, pandemic infested his brain and he decided to let his crazy I say wife that in the video. Crazy wife turn his hair a glorious shade of purple. Yeah. I say that in the video. So go watch it. It's a, I'll, I'll make sure it's in the show notes. Yeah. video link do it and um, we'll rock it and we'll put it out there and do maybe it. some people will watch the damn thing be amused so i don't know i don't know the, the do you agree with me do you feel like you've been more a part of the show have you been enjoying it more have you been enjoying it less give us your feedback the same enjoyment level okay you seem to be less annoyed that i now have topics more often so i guess that's good I love that you have topics more often. There you go. It gives us. It so hasn't much really great, changed my life. It gives us so much great variety, and I can speak on things that uh, that are fresh in my mind. 
rather than something that I've thought through to death. Well, you do think things all the way through to until they're dead. Come on, so. what are some themes of this show? What are some themes of this show? Master, name the top three master themes. I'm going because I know what they are. Let me name them, Rambler. Name them. Politicians are the worst on either side. People are useless, and the dog is cute. Ah, I can agree with those, but I don't think those are the top three. Well, I think the top think? three are. I think the top three are. People in general are stupid. Okay. So I got that one. I think number two is politics in the United States is rigged to the, quote, two-party system. But in reality, there's only one party that serves different interests. Okay. So that would be my numero You're saying the same thing. You're just using way more words to get there. Nope. Because my last one, (laughs) my last one is that... Having an open mind is something we used to have, you know, way back when it was like when social media first started, oh, I better not block that person because, you know, if even one person changes their mind because of something I said, it'll be a good thing. Today, it's like, oh, you don't agree with me? You're blocked. Yeah, people are annoying. So I think that. Excuse me. Our mantra about keeping it real and. And, like, not sticking to a political party thing. Like, like okay, it's interesting. But, like, George. Love George. He is probably one of the purest libertarian people, as far as the way he thinks, of anybody that I know. Okay. And he's unashamed about it. He just is that way. And that's great. That's, that's how you should be. Right. Okay? You should be like, this is what I think. You shouldn't be like, this is what I think, and why the heck don't you think it? You should just be, this is what I think. Okay. Okay. That guy would not believe in universal basic income. A lot of libertarians do, but that guy would not. Okay. And yet, we just agree to disagree on that issue because I believe in universal basic income. So we agree to disagree. We don't have the whole, you're not my friend now, I'm going to block you because I disagree with you on that one thing. And that's what's stupid about blocking somebody immediately. How do you know if out of the next thousand things that get put up there, you agree on 999 of them and the only thing you disagreed with was the very first thing and you were going to block them? Who I did the nice things and then she decided she wanted to fight me at Starbucks? Yes. Um, I'm sure that she's a very nice person and she's like an entrepreneur type person, which I generally like. But because we disagreed on, I don't even remember what the hell it was. It was so insignificant. Me running for office and politics in general. Seriously? She was on the opposite. We, whatever side we were on with the racetrack on those, on those measures, she was, was on the other side. Well, like, why is that? Why is a stupid racetrack rezone the end all be all of a relationship with a person? Well, right. Because, because here's the thing. You do something nice for somebody, right? You do something nice for them. And in return, you don't expect anything. But what you also don't expect is to be treated like dirt. She doesn't have to treat you nicer because you did something nice. But she should remember what kind of person you really are. And I shouldn't be treated poorly. And compare that to what she's thinking about you and realize that she's wrong and shouldn't speak those words out loud. But instead, she chose to. And the other example 
is do you remember on the 4th of July right after I moved here and we went to that pancake breakfast and then we met your friend and then we went to that place that Ash told us to go to with the calzones uh-huh. and we we're sitting there and that crazy person decided to message me on Facebook and accuse me of sending her pornographic pictures of myself and then block me. Uh-huh. Then like four years later, she's a hundred percent your best friend during the whole uh-huh. recall thing. And I've seen her posts multiple times because people screenshot them and I agree with her 99% of the time, but because she was a psycho, we will never be friends. But see, but maybe that's kind of the point. Like people say, if someone doesn't agree with you, if you go into a group and there's a hundred people and 98 of them disagree with you, uh-huh. well, you're one of the ones who agrees with you. So someone else in the room agrees with you. They may not be comfortable coming forward yet. Right. So do you bail on them and leave them to the, to the wolves or do you stick it out and keep preaching your message and maybe bring other people over as a part of it? And that's, that's the thing. One of the things that I've learned is don't be the person who folds because of public pressure. If you believe this was the right path to take, then this is the path you commit to. You don't commit to the other path because other people say this path is not the right path. They don't get to make the choice for you. They can give their suggestion and you, as a human being, all reasonable human beings, should consider those suggestions. But considering them doesn't mean giving them special treatment. Everything starts from zero, and it has to prove itself. And if it doesn't prove itself, I don't care who recommends it. Right. My bestest, bestest, bestest friend could recommend it to me. It doesn't get any more weight than if my worst enemy recommended it to me. I'm going to examine them both with my independent eyeballs and my brain. And then in the end, I'm going to make my own independent decision. And I don't care what everybody else says about the issue. And that is what makes you more of a like thought leader kind of person. Well, I have a third example, too. You were watching a YouTube video earlier. And the dude was talking about two very controversial things. The first thing he said, I was like, yeah, I agree with you 327.6%. And the second thing he said was, wow, you just sounded really dumb. So like, there's nothing wrong with that. I can think that you're amazing on one issue and stupid as shit on another. I have Facebook friends that are, I don't know how to describe them other than Bible thumping pro-life lunatics. Sometimes. Got it. But I also think they're really nice people and like being friends with them. Right. Those aren't. Those things can go together. Those things can exist. We just don't talk about. Topics that you know you're really vehemently opposed to one another. Right. And you know what? If I post something that's pro-choice on my Facebook wall, she will often comment something that's very pro-life. And I just give her a thumbs up. Like, go team. You have your opinion. We don't agree. Have a nice day. Yeah. I mean, and that's. The only thing you can't do that with, like look the other way, is criminal activity. You know, like there, there's a line. Yeah, like if someone's committing crimes, you can't just be like, "Oh, you, you agree with me on this, and I don't like your crime thing, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut." No, once you cross a line, all bets are off. Right. Like all loyalty is gone. A client approached me the other day about Instagram management, and they said they get some more some clients that are more in adult industries. And wanted to know, like, where my comfort level was. And I said... And you said, my husband will be glad to post those. <laughs> I said, I'm comfortable with anything legal. Because I don't want to get perfect into answer. anything that's illegal. Oh. But it also tells you where my boundary is. Well, it's a right. perfect answer. 
But it's right. the perfect answer because you should be comfortable with anything that's legal. But there are people who aren't. There are people who'd be uncomfortable managing a sex store on Instagram. I 100% agree with you. I once had I once had a company contact me and they were like we are going we have these clients that are porn actresses and they don't like what's out there right now for and this is going to kill you when you hear this. We don't like what's <laughs> out there right now for um, the porn industry, and we're going to come up with a different way to do it. Okay. You know the company um, Brazzers? Oh, my God. That's who it was? And I had <laughs> to tell them at the time that I couldn't do it because I had little kids that were around all the time, and they wanted me to work during the day, and I had no office. And so one of the things I tried to negotiate was, well, you keep telling me that I can make thirty-five to forty thousand dollars. Why don't you give me three grand in advance so I can pay for an office? Right. Then I can work for you eighty hours a week. Because it wasn't the topic you were uncomfortable with. And I told it them was that. your children being around that. I told topic them that, and, and I said exactly what you said. As long as it's legal, I'm okay with it. In other words, you know, it's not gonna. You're not gonna have child porn. You're not going to have snuff films. You're not going to have actual live rapes. That right. stuff's not going to happen. No, not happening. Exactly. You were comfortable with anything legal. And I mean. Yeah. And as well, I think most people should be. I know they're not, but they should be. If it's legal, that means right. whatever the age of the person, they were allowed to do that. That's why it's legal. There because are... if it was a if it was a 14-year-old and they were doing something that you had to be 18 to do, it wouldn't be legal. But there are people who are uncomfortable with alcohol and there are people who are uncomfortable with various things. And I, I if you're uncomfortable with it, that's that's you. That's be, your thing. Be you. But and I, mean, I appreciate this person asking. Well, yeah. So I just I mean, thought it was a funny question. And then where did it go after that? I responded to his email, but it's Friday. So I didn't hear anything back. Is this an, a person you're working with or someone who might work with you? Might. I wonder how they're finding you. I know exactly how this person found me, but... I think maybe, if you don't mind, when you get new clients calling you, and I'm going to do this too, ask where they heard about you. Like, where did they find out about you? Sure. 99% of the time I already know because they come from my outreach specifically, but there are occasional ones that reach out. It's the point. Even the ones yeah. who you were a result of outreach, it'd be nice to know because what I'm getting at is I want to know the percentage of people yeah. coming from a direction. Cool. Cool. Well, I think that we're in agreement on... That I'm awesome and that you have purple hair. You have we're kicked, in complete agreement. You have kicked butt and you have completely turned this th this show around uh, in my mind. And for that, I thank you because, like I said in the very beginning, and I'm going to bring it full circle, I would do this show if there were zero listeners because for me, it's a stress relief. It's like going to the gym. I mean, let's be real. I'm going to the gym and training and eating right and whatever because I want to be healthy for my family. But other than that, I'm not going there with the idea that I'm going to go play a game of soccer. Oh, maybe I'll play some softball. Maybe I'll step up on stage. That is not in my mind. Okay. So, but normally people do that stuff with that kind of thing in mind, you know? So sometimes I think you just need to do things because they're the right thing to do and not because there's some ulterior motive behind what you're doing. I have an ulterior motive to how much I'm petting the yog dog today. I want him to cuddle with me tonight instead of you. <laughs> he won't. I know. He did last night. He spent, what he does is really cute now. 
is he spent, he's getting lazy in his old age, by the way. And this is, and this is the last thing we should talk about. And then I think we should all go to bed because Yogi looks super tired. Anyway, he cuddles up to me on the left side and he's always done that left side. He likes it there. Um, then what he would, he would do normally is he would jump down, walk around, go to the middle of the bed, jump back up and be between us. How kind he of stomps over you, doesn't cuddle, he? He would cuddle to you, and he would, like, usually, like, turn his body so part of him would touch me, even if just, like, the tip of his tail. It was really cute, actually. Now, he's so lazy that he just walks right over the top of me. <laughs> and he's, like, not very stable. He's, like, oh, I'm like a teeter-tottering old man walking over me because he's so small, and I'm huge. Are you small, Yog of Dog? And he loves me. So, I think, again, thank you for resurrecting this and making me happy because that means a lot to me now we have new exciting things coming so stay tuned and good night everyone bye bye parker thank you for listening to the nightly rant if you enjoyed the show please give us a five-star rating on apple Podcasts or google play if you didn't enjoy the show please just ignore that previous request for a rating this has been a yogi's podcast network production